Welcome back to Let's Thrive the Podcast. I'm your host, Emily Feichels, and it's a pleasure, as always, to have you here listening. If you're an OG, welcome back. And if you're new, welcome to the show. Hopefully, I don't scare you off. <laughs> uh, coming at you all with a solo episode. As you can tell by the last, I don't know how many now, I'm sort of on a solo streak here. I just felt very burnt out by the entire process of trying to book guests, find guests, like the entire interview process. And I was just like, you know what? Fuck it. I love doing solo episodes and perhaps I just do solos for a bit while I gear up for another season of guest interviews. I don't really know. Maybe I'll find a co-host. Who the fuck, who, who knows at this point? You know, we're just going with the wind. But as of now, I wish you guys could have seen me actually, little side expert, while I was giving that little spiel. Even as I'm talking now, I'm doing hand gestures with my one free hand. The other hand's holding this like a mesh microphone thing that's supposed to help with any like um, sort of like the sound of S's and like the saliva in your mouth. And so then the other hand is free and I'm literally doing hand gestures as I'm talking about how ridiculous my hand gestures are as I'm talking to myself on a computer. But that being said, welcome to the show. (laughs) Uh, This solo episode is going to be another good, just sort of open thought process, something I've been moving through, something that's came up in real life situations and therapy, and something that I know so many of us struggle with. So I'm hoping to share my thoughts, my experience, and sort of get get the thoughts rolling in your mind, get you thinking about some things, get you pondering about how does this show up in my life? Does this show up in my life? How can I move through it? If you relate, great. If you don't, you know, I'm sure you'll take something else away from this episode. Uh, but just for some quick, like, little fun life updates, I suppose. If you listen to the last few episodes, then I'm sure you've, you know, or if you follow on Instagram, I'm sure you've seen some of this. But I did share in a past episode how my beloved vibrator uh sort of fried itself out while it was charging overnight the one night and I woke up to ashes next to it and I was so sad because I had just broken up with this guy my vibrator was broken and I was just left high and dry for like three weeks straight and let me tell you what your mood changes when you are used to having the natural and well orgasm that all like women kind of like thrive off of in life and then suddenly you don't have anything and you're just like what the but what do I do? And yes, I will say that being said, I, I do depend on a vibrator. I just, I can't do it the old fashioned way as people, you know, as, okay. So the reason I said the old fashioned way is, um, I also went to a comedy show a few nights ago, raunchy as fuck, but I loved it. And the one woman was talking about masturbation, of course, and vibrators and all the stuff. And, um, she was saying how she, as well as how I did first learned to like self-pleasure and everything through a vibrator and as she put it, it's kind of like, um, how she put it? It's like giving, I don't know. It's just like, instead of teaching a kid how to ride like a tricycle or a bicycle, it's like giving them a motorcycle, like straight from the start, like kind of extreme start into it. But Hey, some of us start that way. And then once you start that way, it's really hard to go back. But anyway, all that being said, what a ramble that went on to, uh, I did get a new vibrator. Yeah. And it's amazing. I got it from the brand Dame. And I forget what the name of it is. I can try to share it in the link below or the box below, but I love it. And I think it's such a crucial part of female, oh, everybody, no matter your gender. It's such a crucial part of wellness that isn't discussed enough. And I don't know. 
I should have, that's what I should do. I should have a guest interview expert on to discuss that. Maybe we will. But anyway, yeah, those are my updates. New vibrator, love that. Comedy show, really loved that. I went to see Hannah Burner. She, um, on Instagram, I think it's like Hannah Burns. She, I love her podcast, Burning in Hell. It's a mix between her comedy and then her work in mental health advocacy. And I just like, chef's kiss, love it. So it was great to see her in person uh, and just, I don't know, go out and do something fun here in Austin. I don't go out that much. It might seem like it, but that's only because I document it every single time I do to remind myself why I love going out. So yeah, that'd be it. Um, But we'll dive into today's episode now because I do have to get the ball rolling. I'm trying to get to sleep by 9.45 tonight, and it's already 9.02, so chop, chop, Emily, let's move things along. So let's begin. Now, I have always, always been the type to sometimes cue always overread a situation, a person, etc. To feel like someone's energy or the way they say certain words or their body language or whatever else was happening that seemed off or different, I always took that as full proof, full evidence that something was wrong and more so that I had been the one to do something wrong, that I had been the one to upset them or cause a situation of offness. Always feeling this way with friends, family members, um, currently also coworkers, etc. And I think a lot of people do do this. I'm not unique in this. <laughs> we get in our heads about things. We spiral with the monkey mind. And we overall dig ourselves into this hole of thinking that we, we know <laughs> what someone else is thinking or feeling or experiencing. And more so that what they're thinking, feeling, experiencing that's making them seem off is somehow related to us. But I think some of us like take this overall, you know, kind of like perception of we know what someone's thinking or what they're going through to a whole other level, to a whole other like unpleasant mindfuck level by including ourselves in it and thinking it's because of us or we did something, right? So for instance, today at work, two of my coworkers who like I'm close to at work, but like it's not like we're super uber close. You know what I mean? Like we we talk and we're friends, but it's not like they're uber close to me in life. You know, it's not like I would actually even like be in their life enough to like do something to upset them, right? But today, two of them seemed off. Like their their energy, the way they were showing up, their speech, overall presence was just like a big indicator that something was wrong. And I didn't overthink it too much at first, but because like I said, we're, it's not like we're uber best friend close, but I then did, as it continued throughout the day, start to wonder and ruminate on, was it something I did? Like, did I not check in with them enough during the shift? Are they feeling like resentful because I didn't help them enough? And I think this also stems from the fact that I'm sort of like managing, you know, them as well. So I'm constantly thinking like, how can I help them? How can I provide? Oh, they're off. I need to fix this. Was it something I did? Did I say something? Whatever it was, you know? And this happens all the time, usually on a much more extreme level, right? When it's someone we're really close to, a friend or a family member or a lover or a partner a cat, a dog, JK, but not really. Sometimes I'm like, what did I do to upset you, Timber? Like I literally give you my life. I work hard so you can live a good life, a decent life, you know? And he just gives me the cold shoulders sometimes. I'm like, what the fuck, dude? Timber's my dog for those of you that don't know. Anywho, back to the, back to the episode here. Uh, so in reality though, 
90, I'd say, you know, I'm no scientist here, but I'd say 99% of the time, maybe even 99.5% of the time, <laughs> this experience is something unique and personal to that person. It's a bad or an off day for them, usually completely and utterly to have nothing to do with me, you, us, etc. Sometimes maybe sure, yeah, but the other 99.5% of the time, no, nada. I mean, I, I think of this in my own regard, right? Like how many days I show up in this like off mood and people comment that something's off and it's literally like nothing to do with anybody. And I'll say that to like close friends. I'm like, it has nothing to do with you. I'm just like fucking pissed today. I didn't sleep well. I got bad news. You know, like the cat peed on my towel this morning, whatever it was, I didn't get to work out, whatever it was. Like it's, it's a me problem, right? I like when I'm feeling off, but so often the, it's turned, right? And I'm, I'm thinking like, oh my gosh, did I do something to make this person upset? Like, did I, is this one of my fatal flaws? Like, what did I do? And so why, oh why, like when we, when we start to realize this is the case, like why do we put ourselves in so much discomfort by automatically like almost blaming ourselves by assuming that we're the flawed ones, that we've done something to hurt or upset another, another person that we care about. And the reason I started to really reflect on this was because I mean, it's something I've always thought about, right? It's always come up, you know, occasionally and thought like, oh, that was silly. I I thought so-and-so was mad at me. But like when we later discussed it, I found out that this happened, right? So I've always thought about it, but I really started to reflect on it after a recent, like, I'd say bad case of it (laughs) in which I was on a trip to California with me, with my, you know, probably my closest friend, Chris. We all know and love him, hopefully if you follow along on Instagram. <laughs> and I fell into this exact phenomena where I'm discussing here with you. And there were, you know, these few times and days in which he was definitely not his usual self. He was much more quiet, seemed distant, not as energetic or excited with me, etc. And I just I knew cuz we're so close and I I'm so used to like who he is. I knew something was off, but like I I kid you not, I just drove myself near sick with thoughts and worries and anxieties of like, oh my gosh, what did I do? And I think, you know, it was multiplied because I was like staying with him on this trip. So I already felt like I owed him or like, I don't know, like I was being a burden because I was, you know, on this trip with him and staying in, in his homes with his family, etc. But overall, I just started to spiral into these thoughts of like my fatal flaws and what could have caused it. And it was thoughts like, oh my gosh, I was talking too much about my problems. Maybe I was like emotionally dumping on him and now he feels underappreciated, blah, blah, blah. Or it's because I'm being too indecisive and I'm making him decide everything. Or it's because I'm still in recovery and since my, my gut's been acting up lately, like I'm, I'm making it hard to go out to eat because like, unfortunately, I'm just not in a place of recovery where I'm just like, oh yeah, let's stop at this random shack along the beach. Like I would love to be there, but I'm just, I'm not. And I'm accepting that for this time being. So I was like, maybe that's annoying him or maybe I'm just boring and what I'm talking about and what we're doing like isn't exciting enough for him, et cetera, et cetera. Like I swear to you, my mind came up with every reason under the sun as to why I was the cause of his offness. And some of you may be thinking, and I've also had this thought of, wow, these things seem very (laughs) self-absorbed. Like to think that you, me, I am the reason for another's like such personality switch offness like that's so self-absorbed and in some cases that's probably right (laughs) that probably is the case but overall I think this is an issue for me and probably many of you 
that's just like stemming from our past. Oh my gosh, Timber has his toy out. Timber, this is not you time. Don't be self-absorbed. Give mom the toy. I took his toy. This is not the time to play. Go sleep. Go sleep. I just took him on a long ass walk in the hot, humid Texas evening. He should be sleeping now and I don't know why he's not. Now I'm distracted. Where was I going? Oh, yes. Okay, so for so many of us, I think this more so is just stemming from issues I know for me personally from my past, from conditioning I've had, from thoughts and beliefs that I've just held about myself and how the world works for years now. It's been essentially stamped into my DNA. And it's this, this past and this feeling I've always had of that I was a burden and that I never wanted to be too much constantly feeling the need to shrink myself and diminish my needs. And, you know, if something did come up or something was wrong, how can I fix it? And how can I make things better? And was it something I did? Blah, blah, blah. I, it stems from this conditioning, like, that I, I feel many women have. Um, I'm also someone that's very much so. I've been a caretaker for people in my life. I still feel that, like, nurturing motherly vibe. Um, I'm constantly, like, sensing the energy around those to be, like, What's going on? What's wrong? How can I help people? What's the mood like? What's the energy like? Like I'm always living life on my toes to check in and appease those around me. Like more so concerned about the needs and what those around me are feeling and experiencing than my own. Most of the time, right? Like not all the time, but most of the time. And it's just like a mixture of my past from how I grew up and going through an eating disorder and just also like the conditioning we get as women growing up in this world. And so, of course, like I'm going to start associating these feelings of someone being off as a result of something I did or something I should fix or something I can fix unless they stay otherwise. And so, I don't know, I think I take this, this reflection of myself as how so often I can feel like I'm broken, I'm flawed, I'm not worthy of this, I'm a hindrance, I'm a burden, I don't deserve this, blah, blah, blah. So it must be my fault. I must also then be the one to fix or remedy the issue. So not only am I ruminating on what did I do to, you know, create this sensation for another person? How did I upset them? Am I the reason they're feeling off? But like, how can I fix it, right? And so, I don't know, it's, it just becomes this like big issue for me. And as someone that has, I don't, I don't know if it'd be OCD, I don't know what it is, but I, I very much so fixate on things. I obsess over things and it, it isn't a what I would deem unhealthy manner. It's not just like, I don't know. I think, I think I need to get it checked out. <laughs> I think I need to go to the doc, the therapist, psychiatrist, whichever one I actually need and see what's happening there under the hood of my mind. But since I have those characteristics and they've been, you know, really strengthened, my, my, my trait for obsessive and fixated thoughts has really been strengthened from my past of disordered eating unfortunately. Thank you, diet culture. Uh, so I really, really struggle with this like entire mentality that we're talking about. And I'm sure some of you relate in that way, but like, I just need to remember that like, this is not how, this is not how the world works. This is not how the human mind and relationships and all of this works. We all have our own issues. We all have our own inner demons, our own flaws, so to speak. And they're not even really flaws at all. They're just areas of ourselves that are different from others and that might be judged by society as wrong or different. I just like to view them as areas that need attention or maybe they need some growth. Maybe they're just habits that need to be changed, whatever it is. Like I, I could 
right, the Declaration of Independence length of flaws I think I have. But at the end of the day, like, that's just who I am. They make me me. Some of them are probably just part of me. Some of them are probably habits I could change. And some of them are just, like, literally flaws that I see in myself and nobody else would even notice. But all that being said, I'm working to rewire this mindset of what did I do wrong to what's really happening here. And a few steps that have helped and that helped me in this instance with Chris on the trip as well when I was starting to spiral with all these thoughts of like, did I upset him, blah, 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 was the first thing was that I just tried to remove myself from the situation. And this is such like a simple thing, but it's something we have to remember to do. And sometimes we don't always remember to do it. It's removing ourselves from the situation to realize that maybe this is not about me, right? Like maybe this isn't because of me. They could be having a bad day. Maybe they received bad news. Maybe they didn't sleep well or they're in pain or discomfort. Or if I'm truly feeling like this could be a me and them issue, something that does maybe involve my part in some way, communication is needed with them. Not, not just inner communication, not just me going back and forth with my mind about, oh my God, they probably think I'm this. Oh my God, what did I do? Blah, 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 blah. No, no, no. We're not going to spiral. We're not going to give in to the monkey mind. I mean communication with that other person or maybe with someone outside of the situation. Whatever works. It's communicating that something feels off. Maybe checking in with them. Kind of like viewing yourself as a detective, snooping around, right? Like, oh, did you sleep well last night? Oh, no, not really. Like, I haven't been sleeping well for five days. Boom. That's probably why they're feeling off. Hey, like, how's life been treating you? Oh, you know, like, this happened and this happened. Boom. That's why they're feeling off. Or, like, it's just about, or you bring up communication. Like, hey, like, you seem a little off today. Like, is everything okay between us? Or is everything okay? Then maybe they feel safe to bring up whatever, whatever is happening. Or maybe they allude to something. Like, oh, like, I don't know. Just thought that we were going to be here at, just thought, just, just was hoping we had an earlier start to the day, alluding to the fact that you were running late. And so then you're like, boom, okay. So this is a conversation we need to have about me running late and how that makes them feel and is this something I'm going to work on, etc. So communication, it's a beautiful thing. But all that being said, going back to the thought I brought up before about how this type of thinking, this experience can stem from a place of being self-absorbed, I just think it's also a quite normal phenomenon for those of us who are empaths, nurturers, and overall just sensitive. Like we feel so much, we care so deeply, and we just take in so much around us that it's no wonder we start to feel frazzled or unsure or find our minds spiraling in these ways like I I just wish sometimes I know there's like this TikTok trend about like girls would be like if only I could if only my boyfriend knew and they list like all these ways that they're being overstimulated or all the things in their mind and like that's literally like I just wish I could have that on my forehead at all times just to like I don't know represent (laughs) how fucking sensitive I feel in this world and how easy it is for me to be overstimulated and get in these like monkey mindsets and spiral and whatnot and I don't know I think it's just another part of myself that I I can choose to work on if I want to or I don't have to I'm not labeling it as a flaw that I'm sensitive anymore I'm just trying to really like own the fact that I am an empath and a nurturer and sensitive 
I don't know. It's also something that I've learned to communicate with those around me. So if I am having this situation, I can just let a friend know, like, sorry, like I didn't mean to jump to conclusions and say this or say that. I'm just, you know, I'm sensitive. And so I don't know. I'm doing the work now to really check in with, with myself when these situations arrive, remove myself from the situation, take a step back, view it with clear eyes, so to speak, and just really work on that communication aspect. Um, and then also just working to acknowledge what I label as these like fatal flaws of mine, that they're not downfalls to my personality. They're not things that make me a burden to others, whatever they are. They're just areas of my life that maybe they just require more attention, right? And I know like I'll, I'll list a few because they are ones I'm working on. And I think they are ones that can bring up not conflict, but maybe annoyance with those in my life and can lead to situations like I've been talking about this entire episode. For instance, I, I'm really bad at running on, at being on time. Like I've run late all my life. Like I remember growing up just, you know, my dad wanting to be places like 15 minutes early and me just like always like pushing the, pushing the boundary. I just, I don't know. I, I'm someone, I don't pay attention to time all that much. And I really am always, my mind is also very like flurried a lot of the time. I don't know if that's once again, (laughs) what's going on under the hood. If I, you know, have some sort of diagnosis there, but it's, it can be really hard for me to concentrate. It can be really hard for me to keep track of things, including time. Um, I overbook myself constantly. I am always trying to like fit one more thing in. And I know this is an area of my life I want to work on and I want to improve upon because there are certain situations in which I just, I don't want to be that friend always showing up late. And I don't want my friends to feel like I don't value them because I'm never on time. Or I don't want it to impact like how my employees and employers view me at work and et cetera, right? And even like a few times I've been fucked over at like showing up late to an appointment or something like that. And they're like, oh, you missed your time slot. Now you have to wait another half an hour to an hour. And I'm just like, fuck me. Emily, why didn't you leave 10 minutes earlier? Just like you said you would. And so this is an area though that for the longest time, and even now, I still can beat myself up over so, so much and be like, why can't I just get my shit together and be on time? Like it's so, people make it, it's so simple, right? Like I just, if I have to be somewhere at two, I plan to be there at 150. And I kid you not, like, I, I just go through spells where I'll, I, I, there's just certain days, certain times when I'm feeling clear-headed and I'm feeling good and I, I do get placed on time and I do follow my time schedule for the day. But for the most part, like, I think it's truly just who I am. I don't run by a fucking clock. Like, I'm not someone to live by time. Sometimes I do. Sometimes I enjoy it. But for the most part, like, I don't know. I'm just a feeler. Like I go by how things are feeling and what I know I need to get done in the day. And I just have this like vague, vague knowing of time. Like, oh, I know it's close to two. Well, I need to leave at 2.35 to get to work on time, not 2.40, not 2.45. You know what I mean? Like I just, I don't know. I think part of it is also just part of my personality. And so that's one example of what society and myself and others have deemed a fatal flaw of mine but I'm at this point now of just trying to accept it while also work on it 
knowing when I really need to push myself to be like on fucking time and when the other times when I don't have to be stressing myself out to be at the coffee shop to meet so-and-so at 8 a.m. They'll be fine if I'm there at 8.05 a.m. Maybe 8.10 a.m. Maybe 8.15 a.m. if I'm having a bad morning. Whatever it is, right? Like just opening up space for the explanation. And so, yeah, that's one of them, I'd say. Um, Just to share another one real quick, I suppose, because I think it's always interesting to see like what people think of as their fatal flaws, so to speak. Um, I think I can also, one of my things that I think of is that I, I, so I'm, I'm very honest. (laughs) I'm very open as y'all know through this podcast and Instagram. And I, I truly share whatever's on my mind. I don't really have a great filter. Um, I think my filter broke a long time ago and there's just not a replacement to fix it. And so when I talk to people, I talk very candidly and openly. And sometimes I feel like it comes across as me being a complainer or emotionally dumping and I'll all the time like beat myself up over like oh my god why did I like I don't know why did I just like unleash all that on them or why did I like say that when I could have said this blah 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 and I I'll truly like and it might sound stupid to some of you but like I'll truly beat myself up because I'm like I want to be like a positive influence in people's life and I want to I have friends where it's like they don't they don't talk like that they just I don't know they keep those things to themselves and I'm like I want to be like that, you know, whatever it is. But I'm just like, I'm solely accepting that once again, it's just who I am. But as with the running late thing, it's something I can work on. I can work on reading the scene to see like, okay, is this person, like they might be asking me how I'm doing, but are they themselves in a state to hear about how I'm actually like pretty fucking depressed today and my body image is horrible? Because if they seem like they're a little down, Maybe I don't need to be like honest in this moment or not honest. Maybe I don't need to be honest about maybe I can shift my gear of what type of honesty I'm sharing, right? Maybe I can just say like, oh, it's been a bit of a morning, but like I'm hoping this afternoon to really like take some time for myself and rest up. In that, in that statement, I am still alluding to the fact that I'm not like all that well, but I'm also keeping like, a more neutral positive spin on it by alluding to like what I'm going to do to remedy that and that might inspire them if they're having a bad day too to open up about what they're going through or to be like fuck yeah like I'm gonna go to the park later too or I'm gonna make myself that dinner later too you know whatever it is and so it's something that once again I've like thought for the longest time is just like my a fatal flaw of mine and that I'm like a Debbie Downer and that I'm too serious and that like Emily why can't you just like not say what's on your mind for once in your goddamn life but as I said I'm coming to accept it and I'm coming to work on it knowing that there is a time and a place for everything and knowing that sometimes I will just say the first thing that comes to mind other times maybe it's about taking a second to pause think reflect whatever and read the room right read the situation So I don't know. I think that's just an interesting one as well. And the reason I think I'm such an open book now is because before I never was. Like I was the silent, quiet girl all through high school. I was like the extreme introvert. 
unless I was with friends and I was like buck fucking wild, but in talk, talking a mile a minute. And so after so many years of that, once I started to like own my truth and speak freely, you guys, I mean, the dam just broke. The dam just broke down and the water's been flowing ever since. So probably about three and a half years now. I swear I'm making up for lost time with how much I talk and how openly I share. But, you know, it's part of it. It's part of the journey. <laughs> um, but I am going to wrap this episode up. I know it was a bit all over the place, but once again, that's just me. And I think sometimes these sort of open thought process, free-flowing thought episodes can be the ones that resonate the most. Um, or they'll resonate like not at all. And that's okay too. <laughs> I'm sure the next episode will, maybe, hopefully. So that being said, if any of this did resonate, if it inspired you, gave you something to think about, or you have a thought you'd like to share with me, or you know, you want to kind of like discuss something or argue a point, by all means, I love it. I love to communicate. Um, I really wish we could communicate in person over a cup of tea or coffee if you drink coffee. Um, but <laughs> since that probably won't happen, there's always Instagram. So you can find me on there at Emily Feichels. I'm an open book. We'll take whatever message you want to send and would love to connect and chat. Also, if you have any ideas of topics you'd like me to discuss, guests you'd like to have on, whatever it is, I'm open to it. Would also super, 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 super appreciate any and all the love you can share the podcast as it is my passion project that takes a lot of time and a lot of energy. Um, but I love to do it. And I love to provide for y'all. So if you could share on Instagram, share with a friend, leave a rate and review, whatever it is, every little action helps. It matters. And I'd be so, so grateful. So without further ado, I'm going to log off and talk to you next time. Bye.